recording. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Hello. Guess what? <laughs> oh, we're too gay to do math. <laughs> um, <laughs> we kind of messed up our scheduling, so we don't have a Coco. Oh, Coco's gone. Where's Coco? Coco is still hanging out in the north, um, so Jim and I are holding down the fort. Yep. Um, we'll see how we do. Also, uh, if the audio quality isn't as good as usual, that's also because Coco isn't here. Yeah, Coco! <laughs> so, you, yeah. you have a thing for us today. I do. Okay, first off, one, the first thing that I, I it's an idea, all right? It's an invention. Okay. It's not cryptid related. I'm very sorry, but it's hot outside, right? Yes. So fucking hot. Yeah. And you know how at the grocery store you get the cheese and it's like maybe like the more like it's not fancy cheese, but like it's a fancier slice of cheese, like a Sargento. Ooh, okay. And you you know how it has like those little tissue paper pieces in between the cheeses to keep them from like sticking to each other? Yes. Those for boobs. Oh, like between the boobs. Underneath the boobs more. Oh, okay. more because that makes like sense. when you, you know, when you I got I don't the have boobs, big enough boobs to, uh, ne- you know, be, this thing be necessary. To, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Like it, Teach it, me. It's so like you, you would lift up the boob and you would put however many of those little tissue paper squares that you need under the, on your belly under there. And then you can lift, put the boob back down. And then that way. You're not like, you know, because it's not, yeah, it yeah. gets sticky and it yeah. sticks together. You know, like, like when you're wearing shorts and you sit on a leather seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I like it. You yeah. know, like, again, I don't have uh, the assets to, uh, you know, make that necessary. So, yeah, I don't have that lived experience. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, Get me on Shark Tank. A million dollars. Yeah. What would we call it? Hmm. Titty tissues? Pretty good. Pretty good. I like it. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since I've done, done any branding work, so yeah, my brain is a little... Yeah. We, we can think on it. We can think on it. Yeah. We can come back to that. We can circle back. Yeah, you at home, if you have a good idea for this, yes. give us a name. Contact us. Yeah. There's so many ways to contact us. We have so much places for you to <laughs> go do that. <laughs> We're also very rusty. If you haven't gathered from uh. our previous episodes, uh, we haven't recorded for a few months, I would say, at this point, right? It's been a minute. Yeah, it was May. Yeah, so we're a little rusty. Yeah. I did drink some coffee to help wake me up a little bit. Um, wake you up inside. Um, oh, also, uh, also, I learned a thing that I really love. It's also not cryptid related, but it is creature related. Okay. So my boo sent me a thing, which I've lost. Or maybe he just told me about it. I think he just told me about it. But... Um, ostriches, like people who, who farm ostriches, they have, I don't know if you can really domesticate them, but whatever, they have them in a farm. Yeah. Um, 
they have a really hard time getting them to mate to make more ostriches. Mm-hmm. And the reason for this is that male ostriches want to fuck human beings. They are so attracted to their their farmers, their 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 ranch hands, their handlers. I have to ask a question. Yes. How? What criteria is this based on that people are making this hypothesis? So I guess ostriches do like some like mating behaviors, okay. to like courtship behaviors, kind of like a peacock with the thing. Um, so they like wiggle around and like flap their wings and like you know try to like i don't know maybe hump them i don't know but okay. like so <laughs> i mean that's a pretty good metric like yeah. if an ostrich is trying to hump you then it's obviously gonna fuck yeah so uh you know it's not necessarily cryptids but no. ostriches are basically dinosaurs which is kind of like a, a monster creature and they want to fuck us yeah apparently <laughs> i'm i I don't think I actually want to research that. I was going to say, I'll do more research to figure this out. But I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't but want to do it. remember the falcon sex hats? Do you remember Do you remember that conversation that we had many, many moons ago? What? The fal- Okay, so people who, who do falconry, who, yes. who, you know, I got, I breed falcons, I don't know. But they the way they do that, the way they get the falcon come, is they wear a special hat that collects the falcon cum because the falcons fuck their heads anyways. Birds want to fuck us. This is already a challenging episode and we're not even like (laughs) six minutes in. Birds want to fuck? I don't know why. Birds want to fuck us. We're adorable to birds. (laughs) I have nothing. I'm... Oh God, Jesus! You would you would think as a person that like constantly hears about like creatures, humanoid creatures. I want to put that out there, fucking us. You would think I would have a a more uh, more resilience <laughs> to hearing news about animals trying to fuck our heads, but uh, apparently not. Apparently I don't. Apparently I don't like it. <laughs> apparently I hate it. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I'm having a minute. Everybody, you know, everyone's different. I find it fascinating. I don't want to be fucked by a bird, but, like, no. it's still interesting. Yeah, I guess, like, from a scientific standpoint, because it's like, why? Yeah, why? Why is that bird, like, is a bird just, like, real dumb? And it's just like, I want to fuck whatever I see. Or is it, like, something about the way we smell? Or, like, you know, the, something. What is it about us? Like, why are we so so fucking sexy to birds? <laughs> Because, like, here's the thing. If if they would fuck each other, there would be no point in, in the people trying to be involved at all. But, obviously, they're not fucking each other. So, the people are trying to get in there and get the, the bird come. And so... You ever seen these mating dances, though, that birds do? It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. You know, like, there's there's even birds that, like, they get teams of people. Yes! Well, and then they, teams of birds. And they, like, do a rotating dance. But only one person gets the fuck. Why yeah. do I keep saying person? One bird. One <laughs> fucking bird <laughs> gets the fuck. One bird person gets the fuck. But it's like, all the other birds are like, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, but, like, you know, they're wingmen. Weep, 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 weep. <laughs> God, I purposely like drove around that joke. I was like, no, no. Why? 
Apparently, it's just, right, was ripe for the picking. That joke was like a giant pothole you just drove right into. <laughs> no, but they're like, they're helping their buddy out. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with like the oldest. Who's the oldest? The oldest one gets to fuck. So I actually just watched recently another video about this. So like obviously you have your alpha bird and then the other ones, basically how it goes, it's like the other bird, the secondary bird, we'll call them, helps out until like the other bird like dies, like the alpha. And then they become the alpha and they get to like get to do the fuck and they find their own little squire or whatever <laughs> to help them get get some tail. Help me, squire. I mean, that's kind of how they like... um posited it and i'm like squire is a fun word yeah <laughs> oh gosh okay all right sorry audience if you hear a lot of like weird throat sounds i also have a little little croy a little croy burp that's like just kind of like, hanging out in yeah your just hanging right out now. in limbo because like i can hear everything because i have headphones on right now so lots of lots of sounds mm. lots of liquid yum <laughs> all right <laughs> let's uh let's do our usual thing let me pull up my note there it went (laughs) (laughs) all right hello welcome to love at first sighting sex positive kink friendly and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations my name's joyce my pronouns are she they and i'll be a resident cryptid researcher bringing the box box burp the monster book report. <laughs> the box of monsters. The box of monsters for you. Um, joining me is Jim. Hey, I'm Jim. I'm they, them, and I'm ready to read some monster porn brought to us by a friend. Ooh, yeah. And this is the part where Coco usually says, hey, I'm Coco. I'm the layman in the ways of cryptids, but I love to learn and fuck. Or whatever. <laughs> we miss you, Coco. We do miss you, Coco. Get the fuck back here. Um, all right, all right. So today we are going to talk about the Octo Squatch. This is a very fun little. I know nothing about Octo Squatch. Oh, get ready to learn <laughs> and get horny. Get re- well. Um. I feel like today's kind of a special day. Like, obviously, it's sad because Coco couldn't be here, but this is kind of our first, like, tentacle-centric episode. Oh, yeah. We all know how much you monster fuckers love a good tentacle story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, today we bring you the Octasquatch, and not to be confused with the Ohio Octoman, which is a totally different creature, a totally different episode. Um, I'm excited for that one, too. All right, so... Today's cryptid comes to us from across the pond, all the way from Spain. In the summer of 1961, one night at approximately 11 p.m., a truck driver by the name of Archimedes Sanchez. Holy great shit. Name, great name. Great, great, great Archimedes. name. Archimedes. Archimedes. such a good name. It's such a good name. I, I, I did some digging to look up the pronunciation. Um, it's slightly different in, like, you know, Spanish, but, like, the English translation and like the way it sounds in Spanish is Archimedes. So I feel pretty confident that that is correct. If someone thinks otherwise, reach out kindly. Mm. Um, so Archimedes and an anonymous coworker were driving through the Basque Mountains in the Spanish province of Vizcaya. Um, they were nearing the Porto de 
Oh, I forgot about all the words. <laughs> oh no, you always forget. I the know words. I forgot. I was too busy cleaning up. Um near nearing the Porto de Barazar. <laughs> oh gosh, all these fucking <laughs> LaCroix burps. This is gonna be really hard to edit. <laughs> I might just have to leave it in. Sorry, everyone out there. Um Barazar. We'll say that. Sorry, everyone. Um, they were ready to unload their goods and call it... Did I say they were truck drivers? They're truck drivers. <laughs> They're truck drivers. And so they were unloading their goods and they're about to call it a night when suddenly the plans got derailed by something caught in the high beams, mm-hmm. as it always happens. Mm-hmm. Sanchez slammed on the brakes and he and his co-workers stared in utter disbelief at what they saw. At the base of the embankment on the opposite side of the road, both men saw what they described as a three to four foot tall hairy octopus with a shaggy coat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why don't you come on and look at my hairy octopus? God. <laughs> with a shaggy coat of rust colored hair. Per my sources, the creature stood upright and had at least four tentacles like a tentacle like appendages. Kind of weird to call them octopus if they only have four. Hmm. Now, I don't know if that is or is not counting the quote-unquote legs. Oh, yeah, because, well, then that would be six, though. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Um, also, before someone ats me, they weren't legs in the literal sense, but they were standing on a pair of tentacles. Yeah. So, or all a of it... Sectopus? <laughs> a sextopus? Wait. That's even better. I mean, it's very good. That's right, yeah. Sexto, right? Sextopus. <laughs> it's like someone trying really hard to do like a, a spoof porn title. Sectopus. <laughs> Sexopus. Um, so, anywho. The creature shielded its round glowing eyes from the truck's headlights with one of its tentacles. And from my research, it, it was kind of like a deer in the headlights situation as the creature either refused or was unable to move. And so neither the truckers or the entity moved for what the men ep- estimated to be several minutes. Eventually, Sanchez ordered his fellow trucker to attack the creature with a jackhammer. What? Go on, get him! <laughs> <laughs> also, a jackhammer? That seems like the most impractical weapon. Because, like, you have to, like... Don't you have to plug it in? Exactly. You got to plug it in, and those things are fucking heavy. What are you going to do? You're going to, like, lightly toss it on it? Like... <laughs> Probably his companion thought so, too, because he refused. Yeah, he was like, uh, he was like uh, no. No, thank uh, you. And yeah, also, cool way to be, Sanchez. Like, you're just you're just trying to scare the thing away. Don't fucking murder it. Right, Archimedes. I thought more of you. I know. With a name like Archimedes. Um, so, to, to fi- finally, after the refusal of his buddy, Sanchez, in an attempt to scare the thing away, threw the truck in reverse and drove the vehicle straight at the entity but stopped mere feet in front of it and sanchez repeated this kind of several times basically backing up you know playing like a a chicken style game but the creature barely moved in response supposedly another truck passed by but did not slow down or turn around so either they ignored whatever sanchez was doing and saw nothing or there's another potential witness out there somewhere Hmm. but we may never know also like that's pretty wild to me like this guy like backing up and going forward and back and like a person drives by and it's like Meh. oh Meh. well oh well Not who knows it's late um 
The truckers and the monsters eventually reached a, a standstill. Neither man was willing to escape the vehicle, and the furry being was still not leaving. By the time it was near midnight, and they realized there was nothing more they could do, they finished their run and left it be. Which, this is also kind of funny to me. It's like, so the creature wasn't really in your way or anything. No. You were just like, we got to get it. I don't know. Like, what's, <laughs> what's, the, what's, what's the thought process there? Because it wasn't in your way. Because obviously they just drove around it. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, just, I mean, at, at a certain point, much sooner in the process, I feel like, I would just be like, well, it's time to hit the old dusty trail. Yeah, you know, like, knowing myself, I think I know myself pretty well, I probably would have just drove by. I would have been like, holy fuck, what's that? And drove away very fast. <laughs> you wouldn't even, like, stop and look at it? No, probably not. Because, like, you know, if this is an unknown creature to me, I don't know what its abilities are. Mm. And so, like, what if it just, like, breaks through the glass and, like, attacks me? Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But um, by the time Sanchez revealed his story, all the evidence of the creature was gone. So basically, this this was like the only sighting of this creature. Hmm. Um, worth noting, this is a route that the truck drivers were quite familiar with, and they've never seen anything like this before or after, from what I could find. So, um, you know, and as I said, this is the only sighting of Octosquatch. I couldn't really find anything else about it. Um, but yeah, um, doing this research kind of remind me of this show I used to watch as a kid. You know, those like, um, Sid and Marty Croft's things. Mm-mm. Oh no, I'm so old. I don't know what this <laughs> I mean, is. it's before my time too, but so Sid and Marty Croft is a, um, think like Muppets, but like. They usually do like big costumey things. Okay. Uh, like H.R. Puffin stuff is a Miss Sid or Marty Croft thing. You don't know what that is? I don't know what that is. I'm Holy sorry. fuck. Where's Coco at? I'm going to call him. <laughs> like someone needs to know. Shit. All right. Well, I'm sure if Jim doesn't know, then you all don't know either. Search for a thing called Sigmund the Sea Monster. It's very derpy look <laughs> and like this is what i imagine the octosquatch looking like so get on your google machine right now look up sigmund that's s-i-g-m-u-n-d the sea monster just check it out it's good it's good stuff but yeah hr puff and stuff and all that stuff it had like a psychedelic edge because of the time it came out was like the 70s so it's very um there's lots of like innuendos as far as like drug use i mean HR puff and stuff. But yeah. It was a thing I watched a lot as a child. I don't know why. This monster looks outrageous. Let me see. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> With his one little snaggle tooth. Yeah, he has a cute little snaggle tooth right in the middle, and it looks like his hair is weed leaves. <laughs> I'm telling you, lots of like kind of like references. I mean, I think it's supposed to be seaweed, to be fair. Mm. Mm, it looks suspicious. <laughs> it doesn't look like, I mean, I've never seen seaweed that looks like that. Just saying. <laughs> God, he does. He looks like he's, he looks high. He looks high as fuck. Yeah. His eyes are like bloodshot and like all like puffy. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, and he, he has like a very like nervous kind of like tone to his voice. It's been a while since I've watched it, so I don't remember it. And so I definitely can't do an impression, sadly. I'm sure if Coco was here, he would encourage me to do it, but you're not here, Coco. You can't make me. <laughs> um, so, anywho, before we get to everyone's favorite part, um, theory time. Yeah. As we might imagine, extraterrestrial. Um, supposedly in uh, 1968 in Spain, someone encountered some other octopoid aliens. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're linked. I could not find any link in my research, um, but this is my personal theory. This um, one was wearing a wig. <laughs> no, no wigs. <laughs> from Well, it is hairy. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Don't know. Is that the reason why it's a squatch, though? Because of the hair? I think so, yes. It most. Th- so, this is a weird thing I've been noticing. There's a lot of different uh, prefix squatch creatures, like sheep, sheep squatch, you know, octosquatch. There's another one. Is there? There's more. <laughs> like, than there's so many of them. You the look, other one. You list two. <laughs> but, like, I think it's just like. A mix of like this is some weird humanoid cryptid, but also they usually tend to be hairy in some way. Mm. So yeah, I think it. I think because of the hair, which is a really interesting kind of um, element to this creature. It's just like you know, we're, since we're in theory land, like what would that be like if we put our skeptic cap on? Like, yeah, what kind of actual creature could that be? Is it someone in a costume? But also, I feel like the whole driving back and forth with the truck would scare a person enough to like you know jump out of the way or something yeah well that and the eyes aren't the eyes supposed to be big and yeah the, the eyes are big and they glow so kind of that like you know animal effect when you like whatever that's called also only three to four foot tall mm, yeah that's that's a pretty small person that has to be I'm like a child monkey. I'm going to go with that. monkey or ape some kind of like furry creature that maybe fell into has... the water yeah, fell into the water or has escaped from someone's personal, like, menagerie or whatever. And it has, you know, long, weird arms. Yeah. Funky little bandy legs I and a long that. prehensile tail. And, like, you're in Spain. You're not, I don't think there's monkeys around there. Like, I don't think you're expecting to see a fucking monkey. So, like, you see, like, a bedraggled monkey on the side of the road. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck is that? That's fair. That's fair. I mean, the first time that I saw a monkey in the wild, I was um, I was in Japan visiting our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there were, I think, I want to say there were macabes. That seems right. Those, yeah. Was it the snow monkeys or the... Yeah, because it was like high up in the mountain. We were like driving. Um, but yeah, like it was... Macaques? Macaques. I said macabes. Macabes. <laughs> macabes. Macaques. Yeah. Um, it was jarring, though. It's like I know that sounds kind of silly, but like. Well, you, I mean, we we have live in a place where we've never seen a monkey in the wild. Yeah, exactly. We we live in North America. There's not really. I mean, maybe a Bigfoot, but other than that, there's no like ape. There's no apes, you know. So it's like. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting and just kind of like weird moment where I'm like, holy shit, that is a monkey. That's a legit monkey. I'm not at the fucking zoo. (laughs) This is just hanging out. Um, yeah, they're very adamant about leave your windows rolled up because I guess that's a problem. Yeah. God. 
They attack you. They want your foods. They want the crinkle. I hate monkeys. Thank you. I do too. They, something about them like sends a shiver down my spine. Remember in the 90s where the mon- monkeys were really popular? Yes. And I fucking hated it. I'm sorry anyone out there that likes monkeys. I know this is kind of an irrational thing, but I really just... There was also like this trend of like everyone thought chimpanzees were really funny. They're not. They're not. They're freaky. They're freaky. They're violent. They're. I mean, like they deserve to live. I'm not saying anything like that. No. Yeah. But I just like I don't find them aesthetically funny. No. And I don't find them cute. Mm. Like the only cute ape-like thing that I think I like is like Coco the gorilla. I thought it was really cool that she did sign language. You know, it's for up for debate on like how much of that is realistic. But I, mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to debate it. I don't care. Um. But like yeah. I, I like an orangutan. Because mm-hmm. they're super, super smart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I like that aspect of, like, we could literally communicate with orangutans. Yeah. Because, you know, they're that smart. And then, like, bonobos, I like, I they look like chimpanzees. But their whole, like, they're matriarchal. Mm-hmm. They, like, love sex. They fuck constantly. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can get I can get with a bonobo, right? But like just the look of monkeys I don't like. Yeah. I this oddly makes me feel good because I always felt like I was very alone <laughs> in this opinion. I'm like just, you felt like so isolated in I your did. monkey hate. I know. It's just like again, the nineties when we grew up, everyone's like, Monkeys, they're so cool, they're so cute. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Hate monkeys. Don't like them. Okay. I'm fine with like a little tiny monkey though. Like, really itty-itty-bitty. Like, those little finger monkeys. Like, those are cute. Oh, yeah. I think the smaller thing is, the cuter it gets, I feel like. Mm, I I don't know if I I agree is universally true. I'm trying to think of something that's not cuter when it's smaller. But I would say a lot of things. Um, I think some of those freak me out because they get those big old eyes. Like the... Not sugar gliders, but... um. Little slow lor- the slow lorxes, they yeah, have big old eyes. There's there's lemurs. There's different lemurs. You know, I can get behind a lemur more than other types of like apes and monkeys. There is a lemur though that like is like people kill it. It's like super uh, endangered because it's so fucking like frightening looking because it's just like long bony fingers, huge eyes. It's like kind of like mangy looking like its hair is not yeah. very great and i think so, that's one of the ones i'm like no thank you yeah yeah <laughs> but like p- p- people are like they're witches burn them or whatever oh boy know. okay um <laughs> before i turn it over to you mm-hmm. um you know cryptid unidentified sea creature hoax we kind of talked about that um someone in a costume i don't know so yeah um Pretty interesting story. Sadly, only like one really eyewitness account. You know, pretty wild. I actually <clears throat> I actually did not know about this one until our friend and our author today kind of sent it my way. I was like, oh, I'm actually working on the Ohio Octoman at this moment. That's really weird. That's fun. Um, but yeah, uh, Nobilis sent that my way. So yeah. thanks, Nobilis. But yeah, the question is now, I guess. <laughs> Does the Octosquatch fuck? The Octosquatch fucks. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to put this out there now. 
I'm going to apologize to Nobilis, I think. It's probably the best person to apologize to because I am not much of a, um actress. or And I also don't like reading out loud. So I'm going to do my best. If if we get we can get into it, and if you hate it, we can we can stop. We can I can do it. Just no, I'm I not gonna force you. I appreciate that. Just don't um, expect a Coco level of performance, maybe. <laughs> All right. So this is a story about the Octo Squatch, and it is by Nobilis Reed. Um, should we like boost to bo- like talk about? his podcast yeah, right course. now or later let's you know let's shout it out um you know we've talked about nobilis's podcast before but um nobilis does a podcast called nobilis erotica um let me find the notes on that it's really fun there's a term that is actually used out loud and it's consenticles very much love it we love it. very much lads that i perfect fucking word no, it's super good. Um, but yeah, Nobilis Erotica is the best science fiction and fantasy erotica short story anthology podcast in the known universe, mainly because it's the only one. Unfortunately, that also makes it the worst science fiction and fantasy erotica short story anthology podcast in the known universe. Decide for yourself at nobilis.libsyn.com. Or search for Nobilis, and that's N-O-B-I-L-I-S, in your favorite podcatcher. But yeah, check it out. It's super good. And we love it, and we love Nobilis. He's a friend of the show, and uh, yeah, we're excited to read this story. Yeah. All right. Written for us. I feel so, like, starstruck. I know. Look at us. Okay, so we're starting off with dialogue. Oh, boy. <laughs> so. Okay, so it's the first one? Mm-hmm. Um, for you at home, just a little insight, uh, I am playing Julie, and I am a human under the burden of the quill. <laughs> I also found an alien. <laughs> so let's see. Okay. okay. Of course I took it home. What was I supposed to do? Just leave it on the side of the road, moaning? Julie sat uncomfortably on top Fuck me. <laughs> Already fucking up. <laughs> Been a long time since I read out loud. Yeah, it's <clears throat> Julie sat uncomfortably on the top of a rock in the middle of a forest, the only place she could get a cell signal within walking distance. She switched back to Spanish to finish the conversation with the local policia. They would send someone around when they could, but it was clear this wasn't going to be a high priority. As far as they were concerned, this wasn't their business. Julie disconnected the call and began the hike back down the hill. The isolation that had drawn her to rent the cabin was turning into a real problem. She should have left the thing where it lay, at least if she wanted to make progress on her book. (sighs) Sorry, Phil, she said, speaking to her protagonist, as if he were walking alongside her. Your story is going to have to wait because I'm too kind-hearted for my own good. Philip Quaint and the steam sorceress of Saturn, had been a big success, big enough that her publisher wanted a sequel, and they wanted it right away. The first novel had been a kind of a joke, a manuscript she worked on for fun. She had sent it to an agent for fun, because it would be fun to see her name on a bookstore shelf. And now, this was definitely not fun. She didn't deserve her success, she was sure of it. And now, this was the universe way of extracting payback. 
She could maybe be one of those really lucky people who could actually make a career out of writing, but only if she produced a novel as good as the first one, in three months. She had thought that a few weeks alone in the woods would help, but she felt like she was running in circles. More than anything, she needed feedback. She returned to the cabin and immediately groaned in frustration. A muddy trail led from the rug by the door where she had left the thing, over the bare wooden floor in the main room and into one of the bedrooms. The thing was the size of a Great Dane, but it could drag mud around like an elephant. Careful not to grind the dirt in any deeper into the floorboards, Julie followed the trail of mud and leaves down the hall, muttering about yet another distraction from her book. Instead of being distracted by texts from her ex or phone calls from her agent, she had this thing in her house, creating nothing but worry and work. The trail led under the bed. The comfortable... The comforter was half pulled off, as if the creature had pulled it in after itself. Fucking cute. Julie yanked the cover out, tossed it aside, and crouched down to look under the bed. A pair of round, pupilless eyes looked back at her unblinkingly. Not so injured now, are you? She said, as she reached in to grab it for its fur. A low, rumbly sound like, no emerged from the shaggy body. It tried to scoot away from her hand, but the bed was small and there wasn't enough room to evade her grasp. She took hold of its fur and dragged it out. Come on, you. She growled. If you're going to live in my house, you're going to get clean. Julie half-dragged, half-carried the unresisting creature into the bathroom, leaving yet another trail of mud. With a heave, she lifted it up enough to get it into the tub and then turned on the faucet. The creature shuffled away from the spray of cold water, once again letting out that moaning cry that sounded, that kind of sounded like, no. It's just water. She's, Julie scoted, scoted? Scoted. She done scoted him. She's the scotus. (laughs) Julie scolded. Don't worry, I'm not going to drown you. She adjusted the temperature until it was warm, but not hot, and turned on the shower. You're lucky my dad had a St. Bernard. I'm used to washing big shaggy beasts. At first, it shied away from the handheld spray, but as Julie began pulling twigs and tangles out of its fur and massaging the skin underneath, it leaned into her touch. Julie had hoped that cleaning the thing up might reveal what kind of animal it was, but the more she got a look at it, the less certain she was. It wasn't anything like a dog, not with those big eyes, and its head was too round. In addition, there was something odd about its shoulders. She wondered at first if it was misshapen because of having been hit by her car, but it didn't seem to be in any pain. Then it reached up and grabbed the shower head, but not with a hand or even a paw. It was more like a prehensile tail. When another of these limbs separated from the creature's body to wrap lightly around her wrist, Julie realized, with no small amount of shock, that it wasn't a tail. It was a tentacle. Julie stumbled back from the tub, fetching up against the sink. She held on to keep from falling over in shock. What What the fuck are you? The creature closed its eyes and sprayed water on its head, making noises that sounded like appreciation. Appreciation. Mmm, ah. And then, nice. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) Mm, Ah, 
and then nice. Wait, y- you can talk? It turned its big round eyes to her and beckoned with one of its hairy tentacles. Come, touch, talk more. Its voice was deep and resonant. Ah. (laughs) Dirty, it said, and rubbed at the mud on its back. Bet you it is. I'm gonna get dirty. When she hesitated, it tilted its head to the side and repeated, Touch, talk. (laughs) Sorry. That's not the creepiest request for a back rub I've ever gotten, but it's close. Please. (laughs) Julie shivered, partly from fear, but also because the warm shower water that had soaked her shirt was rapidly cooling. With a shrug, she said... What the hell? I suppose it's my fault you're in here anyways. She returned to the side of the tub and resumed washing the creature. And she had to admit, curiosity was starting to win out over fear. The wetter it got, the cleaner it got, the more... Wait. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, um. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The wetter it got, and the cleaner it got, the more she realized that its anatomy was nothing like anything she had ever heard of. <laughs> Let's check out this wet anatomy. It had three tentacles on either side of its body, with one pair where shoulders would be, and two more on each side of its thick trunk. It stood on two more tentacles, that ended in thick, leathery paddles that worked like feet. Its whole body was covered in thick brown and black hair, except for the bottoms of its feet and a row of pads on its tentacles that looked and felt a bit like a cat's toes. She rubbed these little nubs with curiosity, and the creature made a rumbling noise, a bit like a low purr. It's some kind of alien, Julie thought. Space alien? Alternate dimension? Something like that. Nothing born on Earth would look like this. She briefly considered calling the authorities, but the policia had already told her she was on her own, so fuck them. This would be her discovery. The whole time she worked, the being kept talking. Yes. Good. Touch. I'm trying my hardest here. Why didn't you talk before? Julie asked. This whole thing would have been easier if you'd just spoken up. More touch, more talk, it replied. You need me to touch you to be able to talk. Yes. This was like something out of a story. Maybe, maybe this could be useful. Well, we're already in pretty weird territory. Why not learning language by touch? Julie pulled a bottle down from the shelf. We've got most of the mud out. Do you want some shampoo, too? Clean, said the creature. Touch nice for you. You want to be clean and nice for me? Yes. Okay, let's see how you look cleaned up. Julie squeezed a big dollop of shampoo into her hands and began massaging it into the creature's head. 
Close your eyes, she said. And it did. Working from its head down, she lathered its thick fur. The lavender scent of her favorite brand filled the room, and Julie found the anxieties about interacting with the creature softening. So good, it crooned. Feels so good. Julie had to admit, it felt good to her, too. The creature's fur was long and thick, but not coarse, and the cleaner it got, the better it felt in her hands. Its hair was shorter on its belly, and as she worked her way down, it rolled over onto its back to let her wash it. As she got down towards where its legs met its body, Julie hesitated. I think I'll let you wash that part, she said. No, it said. Touch there. It wrapped one woolly tentacle around her wrist and gently tugged her hand in that direction. Feels good. Helps words. This thing, this creature, this being, wanted her to touch it down there. You're saying that if I touch you there, you'll get words faster? Yes, I will. Julie took a deep breath. Okay. Well, I guess now we find out whether you're a boy um, thing or a girl thing. She squeezed out a bit more shampoo and began washing the thin fur on its belly, working up her courage as her fingers worked their way down. She quested gently, trying not to hurt any delicate organs. But to her surprise, there just weren't any there. At all. There was an anus, and beyond that, a hard bit that might have been some kind of tubby... Tub, tubby tail? <laughs> Hold on. You know, old tubby tail. Oh, tubby tail. There was an anus, and beyond that, a hard bit that might have been a kind of stubby tail. But definitely no twigs and berries. No flower. Nothing like that at all. <laughs> I guess you're none of the above? I'm male. <clears throat> Hold on. That's probably not the best voice to use. I'm male. I'm male. This alien. <laughs> I'm male, said the creature. But you don't have any sex organs, Julie replied. Its cynicals coiled and uncoiled. Not like you do. The creature, a he, evidently, definitely seemed to be talking easier now. So what he said earlier about more words was true. Do you have a name? She asked. My name is not for talk, he said. He wrapped his tentacles around her wrist again. Your turn now. I touch you. I will have more words. Julie hesitated again. It was one thing to wash the mud out of this thing's hair, to clean him up. That was a basic kindness. No big deal. But to let him touch her? That was a different boundary. A shift in power. But then the creature had trusted her, hadn't he? Wouldn't it only be right to allow him the same liberty? Julie took a deep breath. All right, she said. But if I think you're going too far, I'll stop you. And I need you to respect that. Do you understand? If you say stop, I will stop, he said. Then, okay, you may touch me. He stretched up, tentacles elongating dramatically, to put the shower head back in its bracket. The water cascaded down in a wide spray, some of it hitting Julie and soaking her again. Then he reached up and wrapped two tentacles lightly around Julie's shoulders and tugged her gently towards the tub. Come in. 
Okay. She said. But let me take these off first. Julie quickly doffed her boots and socks, jeans, and flannel shirt, leaving them in a soggy lump beside the tub. Dressed only in her underwear, she climbed into the tub, facing the water-slicked furry creature. His tentacles shifted now, sliding over her arms, gripping slightly once in a while, just mostly with a gentle touch, running his pads down her skin. He cradled her hands for long minutes, stroking her fingers. Then he turned his attention to her face, pushing her now dripping hair to the side to look into her eyes, run his pads over her ears, her lips, her nose, always with the lightest possible touch. Would you like to wash my hair? She asked. Yes. She held out the bottle, wondering for a moment how he would cup a tentacle to hold a dollop of shampoo. But then all three on one side formed up together to make a little bowl shape as she poured a little shampoo into it. She turned around and leaned her head back, and he applied the shampoo and worked it in. Julie had always liked the feeling of someone running their fingers through her hair. It had its own kind of intimate charm, not deeply erotic, but instead soothing and intimate in a different way. Her new alien friend made it easy to relax, and as the scent of the shampoo was released once again, she found herself leaning back further and further. You like this, said the creature. Hmm. My people sit like this to be... close. He wrapped his lower tentacles around her, one pair an inch or so below her breasts, another close to her hips. It was a strange sort of hug, but his body was warm behind her, and it didn't feel in any way restricting. In the shower? He made a sound a little like a laugh. (laughs) No. Dry. Do you want to dry off? It would take a long time. I like it here. About the time her hair was rinsed out, the shower began running cold. Julie jumped up out of the water. The bathroom was steamy and warm. Looks like we don't have much choice. He made a disappointed sound and climbed up out of the tub as Julie turned off the faucet. Julie grabbed a big towel from a stack on a shelf and knelt down to wrap the creature up in it. She rubbed and squeezed, getting the loose moisture out of his fur. He reached up once again, stretching his tentacles to a surprising length, and did the same for her. He was fascinated by the blow dryer for a bit, and then appreciated how quickly it got him dry. Nice, he said. Julie suppressed a giggle. Muddy, he had looked pathetic. Wet, he was sleek and compact. Blow dried, though? He was positively floofy. He climbed up onto the edge of the tub to look at himself in the mirror. Nice. I haven't felt this good in a long time. Have you got enough words to tell me how you wound up on the side of the road? The creature considered a moment. No, I need more words. He reached out to her with his tentacles. Can we touch some more? We've come this far, why not? Julie led him into the bedroom, careful not to step in the drying trail of mud on the floor, and up onto the bed. He clambered up after, and plopped himself down near the pillows. Come here, he said. Sit with your back to me, like we did in the tub. All right, but I need a name I can call you. She said. If we're getting into bed together, I need to be on a first-name basis. How about I call you... Harry. Harry. The creature repeated. Yes, you can call me Harry. What do I call you? I'm Julie. She replied. Um, nice to meet you. 
This wouldn't be the first time Julie had learned someone's name after joining them in bed, but this time she was completely sober. She took a deep breath to calm herself and climbed onto the bed and sat in front of Harry. Like this? Yes. This is how my people are close. Harry wrapped his tentacles around her body. One pair of tentacles gripped under her breasts, one pair around her waist, and the lowest pair on the line between her torso and thighs. They nestled down in, fleshy nubs wriggling against her skin. Nice. Good. Julie put her hands over the upper pair, feeling the soft fur under her fingers. His middle pair found a crease in her skin that only showed up when she was bent over. Ordinarily, she was embarrassed when it showed up, but now it seemed to be like the perfect place for him to put his tentacles. The third pair were close to her pubic hair, growing out now because who would see it, shielded only by the thin material of her panties. Can I show you how it would feel nice for me too? It says frisky. <laughs> yes, please, show me. She lifted the cups of her bra and shifted his tentacles up toward her nipples. Squeeze. She said, and he did, pressing his nubs into hers. His tentacles stretched, wrapping around her breast, up through her cleavage, and then curling around to wrap their tips around her nipples. Undulations ran along his tentacles. Julie let out a soft moan of appreciation. That feels good? Harry asked. Yes, that feels good. Show me more. Julie found her fingers trembling with anticipation as she pulled the crotch of her panties aside and guided one of Harry's tentacles toward her cleft. I like how it says instructional. Wink! <laughs> okay. This is where it feels best, she said. Harry slid both tentacles between her outer labia and probed deeper, sliding the nubs along her delicate flesh. Harry made that low, purring noise again, as the little pads on his tentacles fluttered across her sex. And here? he asked, moving the middle pair of tentacles. Julie twitched. No, actually, that just tickles. Oh. She could sense some disappointment in his voice. Well, four out of six is good. Harry's tentacles were starting to make it difficult for Julie to think clearly. Do your people have a special place there? Yes, he said. Three places, each side. Lucky. She breathed, putting her hands over his tentacles again, imagining what it would be like to have six sets of organs that Harry could stimulate at the same time. Intense, she had no doubt. Does this feel good for you, too? Yes, very good. I have not sat with a mate for a long time. A thought occurred to her. She had other organs Harry could touch. Humans have other places that are nice to touch, Julie said. She took one of the tentacles from her midriff and moved it to her neck. Don't squeeze too hard, though. I will not. She raised the tentacle tip to her earlobe. Here. She leaned her head down against his nubs, making a kind of channel between her neck and shoulder. He liked that. It took a moment of thought to figure out how she could use her mouth. As nice as his fur was, she didn't want it in her teeth. After a minute, she took his tentacle, smoothed the fur away from the row of beans, and raised it to her lips. I love that he has beans. I think that's so cute. <laughs> Harry seemed content not to thrust inside her mouth 
but instead ran along it, rubbing against her lips and tongue. Yes, he said. This is very nice. Very good. There's a kind of rhythm to Harry's movements, as he stroked Julie's body with his alien arms. Each tentacle made one long swipe, and then five light ones, with a different tentacle taking the lead in turn. About once a second. It was a bit unsettling at first, but as it continued, Julie found herself relaxing into it, putting more and more weight on Harry's body. Her breathing grew deeper as erotic reverie overtook her, and the strangeness of the situation she was in gradually slipped away as her arousal mounted. She gripped the sheets and pulled as the tension grew. Harry continued stroking as her body began to tense and shudder. Are you okay? He asked. Uh, I'm fine. I- I'm going to come. <laughs> This is usually Coco's job. <laughs> That's good? Yeah. Yes. Very good. Keep, keep going. She said, finding it harder to take a breath. Harder, please. Harry stepped up his pace, triggering a toe-curling, grunt-squeezing, full-body orgasm. Julie's toes curled, her back arched, and a long groan escaped her throat. And then Harry let out a cry of his own, a long trumpeting sound. (laughs) (laughs) Almost like a howl, corresponding to a tightening of his grip. His feet wrapped around Julie's thighs and squeezed. Fluid seeped from the places where Harry held her. He rubbed even harder, abandoning his six-on-six rhythm. Julie's climax troughed and peaked again, brought on by his renewed vigor and she had to tear his arms away from her body. Sorry. Sorry. She panted. Too much. Harry curled up his tentacles close to his body and fell backwards as Julie extricated herself from his grasp. Wow. Was all she could say, so she said it a few times, panting in between. Wow. Harry wasn't breathing hard, but he twitched a bit as the effects of his paroxysm subsided. Julie swiped a finger under her breast, coming back with a thin fluid with tiny sparkling flecks in it. Is this... did you ejaculate on me? Yes, he replied. You aren't going to get me pregnant with an alien baby, are you? It is extremely unlikely that our genetics are that compatible, he replied. Though, the fact that your sentience is highly compatible with mine does raise questions as to the possibilities of common ancestry. Julie's eyebrows shot up as she headed to the bathroom. So, I guess you got your words then. I have, indeed, absorbed sufficient vocabulary to enable me to explain my situation. She returned, wiping Harry's spooge, which was a lot less gooey than human cum, she had to admit, from her body. I'd like to hear it. The best explanation is that I am from an alternate dimension, one where life on our Earth has evolved differently. We have technology that allows us to visit other versions of Earth. When we find one that is inhabited by sentient life, such as here, we seal it off so that we do not interact. The others, we explore. But sometimes there is a mistake, and we wind up in one of the sealed Earths. That is what happened to me. Is there any way to get you back? Julie scrubbed at the glitter, plucking one tiny fragment from her chest with her fingernails. She had heard glitter called the herpes of the craft world, and now she had proof. She was she had caught glitter as a result of sex. There is a beacon that I have activated. 
They should be coming to rescue me in a few days. Well then, you have a job to do while you wait. She stood at the foot of the bed and waved to the sparkly after-effects of their lovemaking. You can get rid of every single fleck of your jizz. And while you're doing that, I'm going to read you the novel I'm writing. The end. The end. Yay! Yay! Ho- that was fun. Hopefully my performance was, it was okay. It was excellent. You did an excellent job. Thank you. It was really good. I tried. tried it was my really, best. Yeah, it was really fucking good. Thanks. I uh, something about Harry and having like little toe beans. I was like, I just want to squish him. <laughs> I mean, he is very floofy. Yeah, he's flu. He's soft and like his hair is not coarse. It's like super soft and yeah. silky and floofy, and he has cute little toe beans. He's got toe beans. He's very soft. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. It's probably a dazzling conversationalist now. Well, yeah, now you, you, you <laughs> fuck the words right out of him. <laughs> What a weird, that would be a weird life. Like, oh, I can't communicate unless I'm fucking. Well. I mean, it's a lot of fucking. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. I mean, no, but I'm tired. <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do if you don't have the energy for fucking? You just do a masturbate? But here's the thing. You don't have the energy to fuck. You probably don't have the energy to talk either. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. But also, like, I imagine, like, let's say you go to the dentist office and you're like, oh, I got to fill out paperwork and answer questions. Just rub one off real quick. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. All right. <laughs> yeah, like in the car before you walk in. There must be a struggle. Or there must be, like, I imagine a world with these little, like, discreet little, uh, like a porta potty, but clean. Yeah, like a phone booth. Well, maybe clean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had the urge to like read the lines like a John Waters character because <laughs> like some of them because like the person in the beginning they were very sassy and like, yeah. agitated yeah and I was just thinking about the part in um oh, Desperate Living because like this one woman let's just put it out there this is some problematic elements to John Waters films I do recognize that now but there's this woman who's like suffering mental health stuff and she's very angry She's like, I hate the Supreme Court and, you know, stuff like that, which relatable. Same. Yes, very relatable. Same. <laughs> but like, just like if you've ever seen a John Waters film, like, you know that all the characters like speak in a super like weird, campy way, like the way that they deliver their lines. And I was just like, maybe I'll just do that. That will help me. But I was like, this doesn't make sense. But that'd be fun <laughs> to try. Yeah, so I guess the question is, you said you want to cuddle Harry, but would you fuck Harry? I, like, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when Harry was, did not have words, Yeah. I don't know that I would want to fuck Harry. But, like, when Harry got words, like, Julie took care of that first fuck, right? Yeah. But now that Harry has words, like, we get to know each other, and mm-hmm. you know he's got cute little toe beans. He might be adorable. He might be. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna probably say no. But then again, also think about you've got all these ten- tentacles everywhere. Tentacles coming at you, like from all over, all these directions. Like every part of you that feels good to be touched could be touched at the same time. This is true. You could also use it as like some restraint. Yes. Yeah. So yes, like yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. Hmm. I don't know. 
I'll think on it. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. We'll see. But yeah, again, it's like... So, and maybe I got lost in the sauce, but like, so his tentacles were kind of like his sex organs. Is that correct? Is that what I remember? So, yeah, I guess the the process of touching also was like sexually, uh, what what would that word be? Sexually gratifying? Stimulating. Stimulating, gratif- satif- yeah, yeah, yeah. satisfying. Okay. Um, for Harry. And they have three places. Mm-hmm. I guess that doesn't really. I don't. I don't understand. Like, so do some of the uh, do some of Harry's people? Yeah. Where, how does that work? Yeah, I don't know. I was like trying to like focus on like the Garage Band thing and the dialogue, and so like I know that it was in the story, but my brain was not processing it. Well, he said that like their people have three places on each side, one for each set of yeah. tentacles on the top, right? Yeah. But like, where's where are those places in relation to the tentacles? Mm, good question. In between them, maybe? That that would make sense to me. Yeah. So many burps. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. like I wonder like I don't know if it, I don't know if Harry was just doing a little bit of like wee 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 on the on the clit or like was it was the Harry tentacle going in? Yeah. Cuz that could maybe be a little irritating. Yeah, the hair. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. No. No. No, probably a little wicker wicker on, yeah. the, on the clip. Yeah, I don't know. I love the I love the idea that like it said that Harry like did a little trumpeting sound when he came like like that's so cute. I was I was actually watching the Muppets last night and they do this bit where they go to this planet called Coosbane, but. Basically, it was like uh, Kermit was reporting like, oh, we're about to watch like the mating ritual of this like alien. And like one of them definitely has like a little trumpet nose and goes <laughs> before they fuck. And, like <laughs> Basically, them fucking is them running at high speed and towards each other and they explode and babies come out. Oh, it was very good. I love a Muppet. Um, but yeah, when as soon as you said the trumpeting sound, I, my brain went straight to that skit. And I was like, oh, I imagine the little trumpet. Muppet go like yeah just imagine you're like oh oh I'm there I'm coming and you go a doop do or like a beetle doop or whatever yeah yeah a doop doop like your little a scat man you're fucking the scat man your little trumpet guy oh boy oh jeez so cute oh I like it <laughs> all right shall we call it mm-hmm all right special thanks as always for listening um what do i usually say (laughs) please please interact with us yes okay let's (laughs) let's start with that one thank you for listening also please interact with us we are on all the social stuff um at instagram we are love at first sighting on twitter we are laughs pod and that's l-a-f-s-p-o-d we also have a website called laughspod.com l-a-f-s-p-o-d.com you can find about us you can find all our episodes you can find our cryptid cupid submission form we have a couple thus far thank you so much uh we also have a patreon you know big old shout out to nobelis reed and hardcore kindness thank you all so much for the support if you want to join them find us at patreon.com slash laughspod um lots of cool extras we're gonna be working on some more once coco gets back Mm -hmm. um 
you know, like, we understand times are tough. You know, you listening is support enough for us, but if you can throw in a little extra, that would be great. We'll shout you out, give you a little, blow you a little kiss. <laughs> um, we need it. It's great. You know, like, we all work multiple jobs and shit, so, yeah, it'd be helpful. But, you know, we'll keep doing this because we love you. Um, we have YouTube now. Oh, yes, we do. We do. Jim has been working diligently on our YouTube, so you can listen to podcasts on the YouTubes. It also has closed captioning for anyone that has, like, needs, like, you know, uh, captions. Um, yeah. We have a Reddit now as well. That's love at first sighting. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Jim also does the Reddit. I am Reddit illiterate. Um, I understand it, but I'm not on there. So, yeah, that's all Jim's work. Much you could come and, and, and just say nice things because most of the things we've gotten have been not very nice because it's Reddit. But you yeah. know how it is. <laughs> I mean, trolls going to troll wherever yeah, they fine. live. I mean, I kind of figured it would happen. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we don't need to give them time of day. Um, Let's see. We did the shout out. We did the social media. We did the website. I don't know if there's anything we, else. Yeah, we did the money, please. Money, please. <laughs> Are you, do you sell sexual products? Do you have some kind of sexual related themed thing mm. and you would like to uh, us to, you know, shout you out? You want to be a sponsor? Get with us. We'd love to make a really sexy and fun and maybe funny, depending on what you want, mm-hmm. sort of a little ad commercial for you yeah also if you do like cryptid related merchandise or whatever that would also be good maybe it doesn't have to just be dildos (laughs) well hey we're just being transparent we we talk about sex very explicitly like if you hear this you'll know um so if you're okay being associated with our brand we won't be associated with yours yeah so just hit us up i know there's some crossover we're not the only ones doing the game (laughs) um but yeah if that's it that's it Watch shadows, sweeties. Stay horny, babes. Sorry, there's no cocoa. Uh, I was like, oh, it just feels like empty space. <laughs> Fuck an octopus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't ca, ca. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>